Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Very disappointed when we found out earlier in the week that Jody Wilson-Raybould will not be running for re-election in Vancouver Granville in the federal election. I didn't agree with Ms. Wilson-Raybould on a host of issues when she was the Attorney General, but I always had great respect for her as a truthful person, as a straightforward person. And that, of course, was borne out. Uh, we, The whole country witnessed and watched as the SNC-Lavalin um, case developed and the parliamentary hearings were held. So, in part, uh, her letter to the constituents this week uh, read, I would like to share some news. I'll not be running as a candidate in the next federal election to be the member of parliament for our riding of Vancouver-Granville. From my seat over the last six years, I've noticed a change in Parliament, a regression. It has become more and more toxic and ineffective while simultaneously marginalizing individuals from certain backgrounds. Federal politics is, in my view, increasingly a disgraceful triumph of harmful partisanship over substantive action. In 2015, I ran to be the MP in our newly created riding of Vancouver-Granville to drive change on the critical issues facing our community and all Canadians, including... Indigenous reconciliation, climate change, social and racial justice, and building an enduring economy in a rapidly shifting world. Fighting for transformative change on these matters is what I was doing before I became your MP, when I was the regional chief of British Columbia, and this is what I will continue to do in our community and across our country after my time as MP ends. So, there's the news. Jody Wilson-Raybould will not seek re-election. Now, she was a guest on this program three weeks ago, and we talked about a number of specific issues with Ms. Wilson-Raybould, and I want to play back some of what she said, and then we'll take some phone calls from you. The first thing I want to play for you, the first part I want to play, is when I asked her about Mr. Trudeau's 2018 declaration that there would be um, substantive change transformative change in the relationship between the federal government and the indigenous community. Have a listen. So I'll ask you this. Do you have faith in an inquiry into the discovery of the remains of 215 children in Kamloops at the residential school? Because you've called on Mr. Trudeau to uphold his commitment for transformative change in relations with indigenous people. Do you have confidence that this is going to be done uh, properly, with with forethought and then proper follow-up and commitment to the whole issue? Well, I mean, I will say that, um, I mean, we have seen report after report, um, you know, dating back to 1996 with respect to the Royal Commission on Aboriginal Peoples, which expressed um, the must-needed um, solutions um, facing Indigenous issues in this country through to having the Truth and Reconciliation Commission reports, um, murdered and missing Indigenous women and girls, calls to action. And while I will say there has been some movement made, um, this government, this Prime Minister has not followed through on his promises and we need to hold him to account. So do I have trust? Um, or face that something's going to move as a result. I hope so, but um, I think that um, for me, and I know many Indigenous leaders and Canadians across the country, that, that hope and that trust in this government and in this Prime Minister to do the right thing, to stop 
taking half measures or or just speaking in terms of promises um, and turning that those promises into action it has waned <laughs> and um, I mean I've said before the prime minister still has time to do the right thing, to do the right thing by those 215 children and and residential school survivors um, across the country, to do the right thing in terms of transformative change. Um, he gave a speech, you probably heard it, on February the 14th, 2018, where he promised to move from denying Indigenous people's rights to actually um, implementing and recognizing those rights uh, and he has not moved on that transformative promise and we need to we need to hold him to account um also had an opportunity to uh, ask Ms. wilson Rebold about the title of her book which is going to be released in october and it's indian in the cabinet and indian is in quotation marks um so I want you to listen to what she had to say, because this is really telling to me. Listen, your upcoming book is titled Indian in the Cabinet, uh, with the word Indian in quotation marks. I don't want to read anything into it, but uh, I I have to ask you, I mean, I want to ask you, should I read into this that, uh, even though I said I wasn't going to, uh, that (laughs) as Federal Minister of Justice and Attorney General, were you treated differently or somehow, well, differently then, let's use that, um, as the non, um, I don't know how to phrase this. As, let's, let's put it this way. Were you treated differently because you were a First Nation cabinet minister? Well, I think that, I mean, that's a lot of what I go into talking about in my book that's going to be released in, in October. Um, I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that um, my experience um, as um, the first Indigenous Minister of Justice and Attorney General. Um, uh, it had a definite had its pros and it had its cons. Um, on the con side, I realized that no matter what table one sits around, there is a degree of marginalization based on um, racialized and gendered terms. I experienced this. Um, you know, I was incredibly proud um, to serve over three years as the Minister of Justice and Attorney General, and we were able to accomplish some significant things. Um, and I was of the view that I was placed in that role. Certainly, I have background and experience, but I came to that role with a different world view, um, being a proud Indigenous person in Canada. And, um, you know, the status quo was something or is something that is very entrenched and different worldviews or different ways of looking at things um, based on consensus-based decision-making, based on not having um, partisan considerations, but actually having meaningful discussions around issues and bringing forward, um, you know, different solutions was not something that was fully embraced. And, and that was a realization that I um, certainly had and still have um, and recognized that the word Indian um, used in the title of my upcoming book is is um, um, something that I experienced in being treated like an Indian versus a proud Indigenous person. She is inspiring to listen to. Such a incredibly well-spoken, well-thought-out person. And Judy Wilson-Raybould, 
forms a sentence. It has a reason for existing. Other people, not so much. Story on Global News by Amanda Connolly, February 7, 2019. Prime Minister, it begins this way. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says a report by the Globe and Mail that his office tried to get the former Justice Minister to prevent a trial of SNC-Lavalin is false. But he refused to give clear answers when pressed by reporters on whether he or his office tried to influence the prosecution of the case more broadly. But he said that any report that his office tried to get the former Justice Minister to prevent a trial of SNC-Lavalin is false. I talked to Jody Wilson-Raybould about that. The nation followed each moment uh, during the parliamentary hearings on how you were treated by the Prime Minister and the Prime Minister's office as Federal Minister of Justice and Attorney General when you refused to interfere with the federal prosecutors and push them to agree to pursue a deferred prosecution agreement with the uh, SNC-Lavalin, which Mr. Trudeau and the PMO demanded of you, this is what we, how much we know. The conflict of interest in Parliamentary Ethics Commission was very blunt in his assessment of what you faced. Mario Dion wrote, mm-hmm. in part, the authority of the Prime Minister and his office was used to circumvent, undermine, and ultimately attempt to discredit the decision um, of the Director of Public Prosecutions as well as the authority of Ms. Wilson-Raybould as the Crown's Chief Law Officer. What can you tell us that uh, about what she's... What, I know this this limited amount that you can share with us, but what can you tell us? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I do uh, not continue to plug this book, but I do go into it and, and um, a little bit um, in terms of SNC in my upcoming book. But what can I tell you? I, I mean, I was... Um, and I've reflected on this so much, catapulted into the national spotlight um, and did my very public walk from the front of the government benches to the back corner of the House of Commons. And, and I have to say, Roy, I would, I would not change anything that I did. I was very confident and understood my role as the Attorney General and my role being to not have Politico people the Prime Minister or otherwise, interfere in a prosecution um, and standing up for the rule of law, which is which is what I did and I would, would do again. Um, I, I think it's a, a something that we as Canadians need to consider, how there can be potential wrongdoing. And Mario Dion, as you said, did come out and was very forthright with his findings. Um, but how... Um, politics, how the institutions of government work in this country, wherein you have a small group of people, the executive, the cabinet, running the country, and sometimes um, in those closed-door discussions um, where decisions are made, sometimes the, and this is where I can't get into a lot of detail, but the reality of cabinet confidentiality is used as a shield to hide activity that is taking place. So there is some of what uh, Ms. Wilson-Mabel was able to tell us about the SNC-Lavalin situation. Now remember... Amanda Connolly's story, February 7, 2019, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau says a report by the Globe and Mail that his office tried to get the former Justice Minister to be prevent a trial of SNC-Lavalin is false. As a matter of fact, have a listen. The allegations in the Globe story this morning are false. Neither the current nor the previous Attorney General uh, was ever directed by me or by anyone in my office uh, to uh, take a, a decision uh, in this matter. You can have a look and see what Mario Dion had to say about that. The Parliamentary Ethics Commissioner 
And you just heard Jody Wilson Rebo. There'll be more in her book, Indian in the Cabinet, Telling Truth to Power. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.